0: Hello, welcome to church. Uh, You probably, maybe you've watched online before because your family was on vacation or something, and you've logged in to maybe watch a message that you've missed in a series, but this is a a very first time, uh, really, in the history of a lot of things, for uh, church to be happening across our country, across the world, this way. Um, And my heart is just full for what God could do. And uh, a lot of expectation for the spirit to move, uh, because it's just so many things right now seem to be in a state of flux and changes. So I want to say welcome to w- what God is going to do. And We don't fully know that, but we know that his heart is to, to bring glory to the son. And, uh, that's what we try to do every week when we come together. And so we're, we're coming together this week. It's just a little bit different. Uh, I don't know where you're watching. Maybe you're watching this, uh, live right now and experiencing it with the watch party and you got the family around, maybe just the next door neighbors. Uh, perhaps you're you're by yourself and you know you just got your screen in front of you and you're traveling uh, wherever it is we think that god does does things we think that he is a moving god he's going to be doing something right now in in this this service and in this season that our nation is in that our, our world is in and so jesus we invite you into uh the, the chaos of this world and you are over all of it and we come to worship you it's it's in your name uh that we begin, Lord Jesus. There's just a couple things I wanna tell you as we dive into this worship service that uh, you got to know about Uh, all the things that we normally do when we gather together physically, we're going to do as we gather together online. We're still gathering. We're gathering in hope and in truth and in love. We're going to read from God's word and that never disappoints. We're going to worship and it's so good for our hearts to express who God really is. We're going to take communion. So right now, wherever you are, I don't know if you got to get to a 7-Eleven and get something to represent the blood of Christ and the body of Christ that was given for us. If you're at home, send someone to get some things together. As we're gonna do this uh, worship set here, everyone's ready. We're we're gonna start it. Uh, if you could see this room, uh, it's this is kind of like living room right now. We've changed the stage of the church into a living room and. We've got some staff and a couple of elders and their spouses sitting around, hanging out. And uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna do church here. You're, you're gonna join in with us. So get someone to go get communion ready because these songs really lead us up to that moment where our hearts are ready to remember Christ crucified, buried and resurrected. But and the world is changing. Uh, but it, it doesn't stop the gospel from advancing. And uh, we've got some incredible tools. I truly believe that the Apostle Paul was alive today. He would be like, oh, my goodness, man. Look at the, look at the resources you guys have to advance the gospel. And so we want to invite you into something that uh, we're doing that's kind of cool. Actually, over here, I'm going to go over here for just a minute. We've got uh, two, of our, two of our pastors here. We've got uh, Mickey. And Mickey's on a computer and Ben here. And uh, this is an opportunity for people to experience this live. So right now, if you're watching live, you can, you can text in and we're going to have an online prayer time and chat going. And here, here's what we want this to be about. If there are concerns and things in your life and needs and prayers, uh, we want to know about them. And we wanna be lifting those up. We want this to, this whole service. So if you see them back here and some of the camera angles when we're singing, like, what are they doing? They're not disinterested checking email, okay? That's not what they're, this is, they're worshiping all right? They're interacting with people, they're interceding. And so what a great time right now for you to just lift up prayers for our nation, for our leaders, for the world, for the advancing of the gospel. And let's share those together and needs and concerns and things that you have. um, God is doing something in our midst. If you have not had a chance yet to watch the service we had on Friday as a church, we didn't want to wait until today to have church. We we are like, we need to get there now. So we had a a live service on Friday, and we really believe that that is a a season of worship that you need to experience. It's a message for our church about being the church now that we think everyone needs to hear. So make sure you get that, watch that, absorb that, pray on that, think on that. So there's ways for you to fully participate in this service. Uh, We just think that God is going to be moving right now in our midst. And so team, you guys ready to lead us in worship? We're going to stand. Uh, Wherever you are, get awkward. It's okay. Let's worship. Let's worship.
1: That's a nursing So downcast, oh my soul, cause you are in every moment, you are my greatest miracle, washing my heart be weary, don't be so downcast, oh my soul. Just one word, and darkness has to retreat. And just one touch, I feel the presence of it. And just one touch, my eyes are open to see. My heart can't help but believe. There's nothing left, I can there's not a nothing that he can't put. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that God can't do. Just one word. You hear what's broken inside. And just one word. And you revive everything. I feel the power
0: So friends, friends, I mean, we're gathered up here, and I've got to tell you that um probably the the greatest threat towards the kingdom of God advancing is the unity of his people, and a lot of us look at what's happening this week in the last few hours the last seventy two hours since I mean, this thing has kind of just really gained some steam and a lot of things a lot of public assembly shut down. We step back and we 're like. All right, we can't be together. What will come of our unity? It's really a great time to think about what our unity is. Our our unity is in the reality that Jesus Christ came and lived a perfect life, like never sinned, chose in obedience to suffer the cross, was buried three days, rose from the grave, a period over a a period of 40 days, over 500 people and then ascended on high And the witnesses of many and those many gave their lives and endured hardship because they would not renounce that Jesus Christ is indeed the son of the living God. And so we have a unity meal. It binds all of us together that are here in this little circle and the watch party that you're experiencing with your family and friends or by yourself. So this isn't, don't skip over this part. This is the unity part. We are experiencing unity. So for a few moments, just take a, take a moment to truly celebrate unity in the body of Christ. We're going to drink His bloodshed that we need. It's His righteousness that covers us. We're going to eat of the, the bread that represents His flesh given. Let's take a moment scattered throughout the city, scattered throughout some of us this world as you're tuning in and let's truly experience unity. Unity in Jesus. Wherever you are, unity has not been canceled. Take some time. Let's remember Him. Jesus, it's in your name that we are gathering in little clusters, small clusters, and we're really gathering around your table today. Around the world, we're gathering around your table in unity, one bride, one church. We don't know all the details of tomorrow or next week, but we know the details that matter, and that is that you are on your throne, and you are in control, and you have defeated death. You're coming for your church. You're coming for your kids. Hold us on to that day. Give us strength. Give us wisdom in these trying times. Give us peace that passes understanding. Give us joy in excess to pour out on others that really need a dose of it right now. It's in your name. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. It's in your name we open the word. Amen. Amen. Well, I'd like to welcome you again to uh, this this version of church for a, a little bit. Uh, this is the first of uh, two weeks is our plan uh, as of right now. And like with everyone else, we're kind of monitoring the situation. We want to be in support of our local state and, you know, our national leaders as uh, they're, they're kind of helping us through this. We want to do our part on supporting them. And so uh, we have changed our strategy to be, be online And so uh, a couple of things, that there's a toolkit that we want everyone to know about this team. uh, We've been working hard on just kind of getting some tools together for you. So if you've been to generationcc.com and you, you click on that main link that's right there, that online community link, you're gonna see some stuff for kids on there to walk kids through this. You're gonna see how to move your existing small group to an online small group for a season, an opportunity for you to join a online small group. We really believe that this is gonna be a season of rapid growth uh, for the church because of the way that people are just looking for answers. And uh, we are not the answer, but we we know the one who has the answers. And so we think some online small groups are going to be starting and a place where you can pray, ask for prayer requests and needs. We have a message board for needs and our team, uh, Our our function, a lot of us here, is you know because we're not doing the things we were doing just a couple weeks ago. We're kind of transitioning here a little bit to say how can we be the church, and uh, we're going to be just helping with some of those needs. And so, difficult time uh, for a nation, for us locally as we're trying to figure this out, but also a time of opportunity for us to be the church. I'm excited for this. Uh, Our our children's ministry. They said, hey, you know, we're going to look at a, a story. Uh, of Jesus, this historical account where Jesus was in the midst of a storm. And we just felt like, what what great opportunity it would be for us to to look at uh, Jesus very specifically at a point in time of his life when he was in the midst of a storm. One, so we can walk our kids through the season right now and kind of be joined up with them in the same content. But uh, two, it's exactly where we are right now. So I'm totally pumped to ask you to look at the book of Mark with me, Mark chapter four. And there's an account where Jesus, I remember uh, when this story hit me pretty hard, a a pastor in my life, uh, a guy named Matt Hurd, uh, when I was in a difficult season, uh, was in a staff meeting and walked us through uh, in a brand new way, the story here in Mark chapter four. I mean, all of the gospels, specifically Mark, Mark's trying to do something. Mark is trying to show us in his eyewitness account, he watched Jesus in his ministry. He's trying to show us the writer here in the book of Mark, that Jesus indeed is the son of God. And this one moment in the life of Christ is, stands above, I think, almost all of them, specifically for where we are at right now and in our story. So look with me, verse 35, and see what's happening in this account says, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, this is Jesus, let us go over to the other side. Now leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. So it's like there's this floating armada. There's a bunch of ships, so they're on the Sea of Galilee. Verse 37 says, a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Sometimes we dive into God's word and we, we just kind of pick up where it is and we don't look at what happened behind. See, what, what's going on in your life right now matters here. We all, if, if you would have sat down with, if I would have sat down with you and had a cup of coffee on Thursday and said, hey, what's going on, there would have been probably no conversation about a virus that had changed the world, right? That have been, you would have had enough stuff you and I to talk together about of just things going on in your life, exciting things, heartbreaking things, things you're worried about, things you're ready for, things you're working on, plans you have, and the same the same was happening here. And Jesus, on this very day, if you read back, he'd had a long day of ministry. I mean, you're like, when you just pour out and pour out, imagine... Jesus had thousands of people pushing him to the point where he had to get into a boat. The people were he's down on the galley and he's preaching. He'd been healing people all throughout the day, a taxing day. He got into a boat and pushed off from the shore just so that the water could be like almost a natural barrier where people unless they just wanted to wade in, you know, he he could get out and kind of like not have people just swarm him. And he and he'd been teaching at that point and then it says here that Jesus, after a while, he's like, let's go to the other side. All, a lot of the cities are on one side of the Galilee at this time and a little bit more wilderness on the other side. Jesus is simply saying this, I need rest. I wonder for you before, for this this virus even hits us as it has in the last couple of days, or at least the, the panic of it or uh, the things that are in front of it is, is it's coming, the reality of it's coming. You were probably already at a place where you said, you know what I need right now is I need some time. Like it's spring break for a lot of our kids here. And uh, a lot of us are like, we, I got to get away. You, you already were feeling like I've got I've to gotta get away. This is Jesus is there. He is tired and he's like, I want to go. So they take him like he is in the boat. There are other disciples with him. I just came back from a trip to Israel in November. I've actually saw a boat that uh, they had found in the, in the clay, you know, when the waters went back. Some two little boys found a boat and they pulled it up. I, I like to think that that's one of those things where God says, I'm going to hide this boat here. This is the boat. I, I just like to think that when I walk into, there's a little museum there off the galley where they've got this ancient old boat. You just see kind of the skeleton of it. I like to think that God said, I'm going I'm to not make it just some, you know, like Joe's boat. Joe's fish shop boat, you know, whoever that is, you know, I'm going to make it the boat. This is one of the boats that Jesus was in. And you can see, it would probably hold 12, 15 people, you know, if, if you had a little bit of lounge room. It's, it's not like, hey, we're taking 100 people with us. And Jesus had, he had an entourage. We know He had people that were always coming with him. The disciples at any point could have been over 100 people. So there are other boats coming. They're tired. They're going away. Before this thing happened, you were tired. Maybe you were going on a trip. And then this happens. Verse 37 a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so it was nearly swamped. This is like hurricane winds. The language here, this is the gale force wind. Very pinpointed language. What is happening is, this is not like, oh, it's breezy out here today. Oh, I'm gonna cover up. You know, I'm I'm starting to see It's a little choppy. This is not just choppy. This is a dangerous, dangerous storm. You have to understand the geographic region that they're in. We call the Sea of Galilee a sea. It's not. It's a freshwater lake is what it is. And and there's something very interesting about this lake. This is the deepest freshwater lake on the planet. So it's significant in its terms of like how, how the geography, the topography of the land, how, how it actually plays into weather. There are mountains surrounding this lake. You have to go down, like way, way down. My ears popped last time I went down. On, on some sides, there are 1,500 feet rocks, mountains. On other sides, the hills, as they slope up, can get up to 3,000, or 300, 3,000, 3,000 feet. I mean, that's, you can tell that it's like nestled down in. So the winds will come over, scoop down in, and in matter of moments, what is like a really nice lake can become just turbulent. I was there one day. I was, I was with a, a group, a small group. We were filming, and uh, we were hungry, and it, the sun is out. It's shiny. There was literally, there was someone camping, and uh, I was trying to get a shot of the Sea of Galilee. I mean, the sun is out. Beautiful day. Someone was on a jet ski behind me, And that really busts the shot. I mean, that's not what we think about in America when someone's gonna say, just imagine this lake and imagine Jesus with this. And I'm trying to like set the moment and there's a guy on a jet ski behind me. So I'm like, okay. Like, forget that, like I'm trying to position the shot. And then his kids were playing and they had toys and they were doing laundry. So I had to like hike like 50 yards down around the bank to get a shot that I wanted to get to say, can you imagine, like look back 2000 years. And it took like 10 minutes to get there. And in that time, like in that short amount of time where I'm trying to escape first world, right? And jet ski guy to get this shot to pull us all into a Jesus moment. The sun is gone, okay? The wind's out of nowhere. I have no idea where they came from. And I was just like moments ago standing in front of this eating place and all these buses are letting people off and they're going in to have an awesome lunch. I'm hungry. I'm just gonna get this shot real quick. 10 minutes, I hike up. Total different scene. There are waves. I mean, there are waves. I was gonna stand down on the shore and now I'm getting hit, like really hit up to my, and I started to think this just crept up on me. In a matter of moments, because of how this sea, this lake has been placed, it can go from clear glass to turbulent, like you're afraid. If you're out there in a boat, like the one I saw when I was in the galley, just something that would hold 12 or 15 people, it is scary. Luke tells us that the boat is filling full of water. Like, I... I, don't, I want no part of this. I, I want absolutely no part of it. Matthew tells us that it's, it's nighttime and the boat is being covered up with waves. When you're in a boat and you look up and you see waves, I never want to be in a boat and look up and see waves. I like to look down and see little waves, right? I don't want to look up and see our boat's going to cap over waves. That's what's going on in this scenario here. Well, verse 38 gives us a clue into what's going on. It says, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. It it really describes, I'm just picturing, Jesus is out cold, sleeping. Personally, if I'm there, I'm really aggravated by this. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very annoyed by this by this situation because I'm gonna want everyone to kind of be aware of what's going on, doing their best to get water out of the boat, holding on to other people. Like this is not a time for you know sleep, sleep. This that's not what this calls for. And but what we see here, I lo- I love that we have a, a God that comes down and lives in our form. Jesus is fully human. I mean, have you ever been out like out cold? You, you worked hard, hard day, and you're out. Jesus, he was, he was fully human, I and mean, he's God, and like who he is, he, he can do anything, he's God, but he took on humanity. This, to me, it's like if you put the best NASCAR driver in the world, if you put him in a go-kart, there's still only so much a go-kart can do. If you put the go-kart on a NASCAR track with other NASCARs, it doesn't matter that the other NASCAR drivers aren't the best NASCAR driver ever, right, Jesus put on limitations. Jesus put on frailty. Jesus put on tired and sickness. Jesus put on, ain't nobody got time for that body, right? And Jesus is like out cold. You can go up to them and like poke them. You know, my kids sometimes when I'm out, they're, they're not nice to me. They will, they will do things to me, okay? I've got to be careful where I sleep. This, this is the scenario. And they are, they're clearly going to come after him. Here's, it says this, the disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Matter of fact, when we look at all of the gospels that tell this story, uh, they call him master and one, they call him teacher and one, they call him Lord and one. And some textual critics, they say, oh, there's the discrepancy in the Bible. No, they were thinking of any name they could call him at all. They, they were using every word that they could think of in their language to say, get up, get up now and fix my situation in my life. Come on. I love what they're, literally they're saying, Jesus, don't you care about what is happening? I can't imagine that some of us right now aren't just asking, like really at the deepest part of us, this isn't just impacting uh, our church community this virus this isn't just impacting you know having an impact on on florida that we're familiar with this is this is big and at some point like you got to you got to you got to ask like god do you see what's going on here do you, do you, did do you care about what's going on here what's your plan to fix the scenario do you not care that we're dying is what they're asking now verse 39 is like the action of this verse. Mark is the action gospel. If you're watching, if you're reading the, the, the Matthews uh, or Mark's, Mark's gospel, and his, his eyewitness account of what's going on, it is the action. And here is the action. It says this, he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, one word, we just sang this. I love it. We just sang this, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Now maybe you've heard this story before, maybe you've seen the picture before and that you're you're not like like you're not surprised right now. You're not saying, "What? This is I mean, if you've never heard this story before and you are really surprised, keep reading. Okay, because it is amazing. But sometimes, some people in our culture today, a lot of us are like we, we, we grew up maybe in VBS or someone told a story, or you just, you know some of the big stories of Jesus that he calms winds and storms. I, I wanna let you know something. There's a timeline that's happening here. And when they're trying to get him up, that specific power, they're not counting on him having that one in his back pocket. They've seen him heal people. They've seen him talk boldly to leaders. They they see him talk with authority to people. They've seen Jesus do some things that are miraculous. But I don't think when they're like, wake up and do something, they're expecting that to be the thing that happens. I, I think they, honestly, I think they want Jesus to wake up and be worried with them. I think they want Jesus to wake up and be like, oh man, this is bad. You're not crazy for being freaking out. You should be freaking out right now. I'm going to freak out with you. Like, I think at some level, they just wanted to know that, that it was like Jesus was with them and freaking out, but Jesus isn't with them. Jesus, is on, he's on another level of ability. And that really surprises them. They didn't expect this. It was a miracle. And you know, if it just stopped the wind, and if the wind had just dived down, it would have taken minutes for the waves to stop. This is, this is a... A, a big, big miracle on a large scale because it goes from total mayhem, everyone freaking out. I don't think they can even see the other boats right now. You know, they got to be thinking, our posse's gone. Like we used to be a big deal. We kind of ran with a bunch of people. They're gone. Save at least us. Imagine the boats going crazy. They're barely holding on. And in a second, Jesus finally wakes up after all of the words they can get out. And he just says, stop it. Peace. Calm. Calm. And it goes from craziness to like, you know when you sit in the bathtub for a really long time and you don't move at all and like the water's like just perfect, right? It's just perfect. And you're like, I don't wanna move because it's like, it's almost like jello. Like it's just not, you've been, you fell asleep and your eyes open and like the water's just complete. Imagine just the hecticness of that moment and then it immediately goes to nothing. I would be freaking out about that. I would imagine some of us, we're looking at like some shutdowns. Some of us are afraid of our lives going from the normal hectic that it is to that quiet. You're like, that's what I'm afraid of. I don't want that. I'm, I'm afraid of the sh- I'm afraid of silence. I'm afraid of being uh, sequestered for 14 days. Verse 40, when he's done dealing with the chaos of the storm, he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you have no faith? See, this is, this is a faith lesson that's happening. We are right now, this is, this is why this is so great for us. We are all, like every person, believer in Jesus or not, every person in the world is in the middle of a faith lesson. We're all at the same place. Like God has orchestrated or allowed events to happen where the whole world is coming to a faith lesson and some people are freaking out, right? And there's reason to be, I, I, I get it. There's, there's fear, there's, it's, it's a real threat in some scenarios. We don't know everything, but in this moment, we are all in the middle of a faith lesson and God can be trusted in the most threatening of circumstances in our lives. I would imagine that in, in our guts, if we're there with, with Jesus in that moment, and he says, why are you so afraid? Because he's saying that to a lot of us now. Right now, Jesus is saying, why are you so afraid? Th- there's a lot of us like, have you not watched the news? Like, there's, we're, there's, all, there's, people are crazy. That's one reason to be afraid. Like, immediately, like, Jesus, did you not just see? The the, the waves, they weren't like here waves. They were here waves, Jesus, right? We can handle these waves. These were these waves. Like they had reasons, some legitimate reasons to be afraid, except for Jesus was in their boat. And Jesus brought it back to a faith deal. See, here's, here's the deal. Some of us have just been looking at clouds, and we've been almost, we've just been digesting. Like we, we're standing in the boat and we're looking at waves that are big. We're standing in the boat and we're realizing that at any moment this could happen or that could happen and we're, we're seeing the water come in the boat and we're seeing other people not doing what they're supposed to be doing and this other guy's not working as hard as he, he, sh- he should be working and we're, we're thinking of things that we should have done to prepare for this moment and we're thinking of things that we're gonna miss out on and we're worried about, we're looking everywhere except for the son of the living God who's in the boat with us. And Jesus was like there. Jesus in this, this thing, this season that we're gonna live. If it's two weeks, if what, what, whatever, whatever, he's, he's here. He's a present God. And some of these waves that we're watching, quite honestly, you could turn it off for four hours and then turn it back on, it's, it's the same thing. And we're, we're devouring, like we're eating, we're consuming worry and anxiety and pressure and stress. And we need to fix our eyes on Jesus and simply be the church. See, he can care for us. And while there are there are real obstacles that are in our path and there are There's real reason for wisdom to be used and for us to have concern. And Jesus can care for us. Jesus can say, peace, be calm. And if he's gonna allow us to come into a storm and allow us to go through a storm, he is still the same God who gets in the boat with us. He's a with us God. I mean, what an awkward boat ride the rest of the way. To me, they weren't like, it wasn't like, and they're on the other shore. Like they had to finish the boat ride. To me, that was like, just, I think it was just silence. I mean, there, there's nothing else that's recorded. He says to them, why are you so afraid? Do you have no faith? There's no answer. There's no like, Matthew's like, we do have faith. And Peter's like, I was just getting ready to exercise faith. I was telling them, Jesus. Like no one says anything, right? It's like when dad says something and I was like, it's over. And just crazy, crazy waves, crazy, crazy waves. Jesus stands up, he's like, stop it. And then everyone just kind of sets down and like the water is still, and they just kind of coast to shore. It says this. They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. They're like. The wind, they're talking to one of like hushed tones. The wind is listening to this guy. This was new information. Maybe you know the story. Maybe you know that Jesus will finish his ministry without sinning. And he will go to a cruel cross and suffer and die and take on our sin. And he will rise from the dead and everyone will see that. And then we can put our faith in a real God because what Jesus has done, he has preserved his word for us in this account for who he is. And we know that in this story, they're not aware of that. They're just like, who is it? Who and what in the world? We knew he was like from God. We knew he was like of God. Maybe was like in with God. We didn't know that he was like, he was God. They went from being afraid of the storm to kind of afraid of Jesus. Like, I got a little more fear right now of being in the presence of God than I had of like the wind and waves. Here's what gets me. That God is now in us. Jesus says, I have to leave so that the spirit can come and you can do greater things. That is the spirit that lives in us as we are walking into an unknown season and unknown times and unknown realities. And we don't know every little thing, how everything's gonna play out and the economy and our kids and going back to school and the way life was 72 hours ago. We, we don't know all of that. Here's what we know, that the same spirit that calms storms is the same spirit of God that lives in us and gives us peace that our neighbors don't understand. When they're like, hey, you got toilet paper, right? And what they're really saying in their eyes is, hey, do you got answers? And they see us with joy and hope. I, I You look back on history, the time that the church grew the most was when plagues and epidemics came and thousands of people were dying. Like, I, I don't want to freak anyone. I'm just going to tell you what history has taught us, that the church exploded. Because when someone, right, when someone like had it, someone had the plague or some form of cooties or some bad thing, right, everyone that loved them that was supposed to be around them said, whoa, 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 go away. Go to a leper colony. I'm out. Friends, Spouses, business partners, family members said, hey, get that taken care of and we can have, I'll love you again. It was the church that walked in and said, we're not worried about us, we're here to love you. Because if we die today, we know where we go. We're gonna love you. And you know what that was? When we sing about an irresistible church, that's an irresistible church. A church that loves without bounds. And so we're busting out of here. I mean, church just just got changed. You're, you're, You're not sitting in a sanctuary today saying hi to all the same people. You're somewhere else. You are the plan for where you are at to be the church. And that God that cares enough for you to send his son to be in that boat is the same God that sends his spirit to live in believers. So we have an opportunity. Regardless of what happens, to be the church. I'm gonna ask our team to come and sing. Man, what a rally cry this this song is. May this be kind of the guts of who we are right now. Like the, the deepest part of who we want to be, striving to be. May this be kind of our rally cry. For such a time as this, this is your time. This is our time as a church sad about what is happening but I'm also highly, highly excited to see the gospel of Jesus Christ advance so can we just be the church because he still calms storms even this one so wherever you are right now get awkward, sing wherever it is, let's raise our voices come on
1: My soul, my soul
0: Amen, amen. We'll see you next week or sooner. God bless, love you.